Live from the Zoomtown studios in beautiful Bend, Oregon, it's Truth in Lending, the podcast for mortgage people by mortgage people. On today's shows, investors are hungry, and so are you, and honestly, so am I. Past loan programs are making a comeback, and new creative financing options abound. All of this in a bag of chips. Today is May 24, 2022, and now everybody's favorite potato heads, the host of Truth in Lending, Randy Vance and Katie Pelcher. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love that. We get to put on a different smile every day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ears with earrings. Okay, Truth in Lending is an informative and industry-diverse podcast designed to help mortgage professionals and consumers alike. As mortgage professionals, anytime we are giving our opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, we are doing licensed activity, in which case we must disclose our unique identifiers. Randy Vance, NMLS 1455628, and Synergy One Lending, NMLS 1907235, Equal Housing Lender. Katie Pelcher, NMLS 1588514, Loan Depot, NMLS 1744457, Equal Housing Lender. You know, we're getting better at that. I think so. We could just record it once and have it play every time, but... Then everyone get, would get annoyed at the little stutters or the yeah. weird things. So. Yeah, absolutely. We'll mix it up every week. So Joey was saying today that uh, he's hungry. You're hungry, Joey? I am hungry. You should eat if you're a hungry. You should eat a salad. You sh- <laughs> <laughs> Coming right into throwing Katie bars. Katie told me fat, yo. No. I, I said, think she I directed that at me. <laughs> I should Only eat a salad. he wants a salad because he I hasn't do. been eating You really healthy. shouldn't call <laughs> Randy Chubby. I've not. not been I eating well. I didn't call well. him Chubby. I just said he should have a salad because he's craving one. <laughs> I'm going to have a salad today. I'll join you. Katie, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I hope you're enjoying your yes. Americano with cream. It's perfect. From Thank a cow. Coffee. I'm really happy that I guessed three for Newton's Law of Gravity. I know. I really also, I think what surprises me more is I just didn't think that you were a cow milk drinker. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. am. All right. Well, milk from a I cow. Like, I that, like That's extra. making me hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> you are hungry. Well, that's kind of our topic of the day today. So investors are hungry. In fact, they're not even counting calories anymore. I think you went too far. <laughs> I was waiting for the laughs. There it was. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of old programs for anyone that's been in the business for the last 15, 20 years. There's some old programs making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some new programs that sort of smell like the old programs, but they're not. New you names. Know? New names, right? There's no no income, no asset or stated income, stated asset. But there are some unique things to to deal with this high rate environment to give mm-hmm. buyers an advantage mm-hmm. and also to keep investors happy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, pipe pipelines, we probably won't see any real data for some time, but I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that the average pipeline of any big lender right now is probably down twenty five percent. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I you know, listening to the over a hundred million producers are they're all talking about they're just hoping to get to that hundred million right now. Um, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts on that lately. I'd like to get to a hundred million. I know. I almost got the there road last to year. Million. But I'm not gonna shamelessly self promote myself on this show <laughs> unlike other people on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. So, you know, new ways to market new ways to market old stuff. So, you know, the lock and shop is back. And I know that uh, I think we both have 
and most lenders right now have brought back the lock and shop mm-hmm. in some sort of, you know, some version of it. Yeah, um, I saw just last week someone announced that they're doing a 360-day lock and shop. So oh that's God. out there. Wow. I can't imagine what the pricing is. I, I haven't reached out to them to figure that out because I figure it's got to be built in somewhere. And that's a pretty large risk that the... Um, companies taking on to be able to do that just to earn the business. Absolutely. I mean, the rate, the starting rate's got to be a good point, point and a half over. Yeah, easily. So, easily. you know, lock and shop is a great way. If your company doesn't have it, I suggest that you, uh, you talk to your secondary department and make sure that you get it because mm-hmm. it does give people that advantage. They're, they're already approved to where, you know, you just need an appraisal. You got to approve the property, right? Mm-hmm. And the security that they're not going to see that. Uh, monthly payment continue to increase as they start to shop um, and they know that they're they're locked in that they're going forward with you they don't have to look around <laughs> you're right. going to be there they're holding their hand and most lock and shops have an upfront fee i know there's some lenders that don't charge an upfront fee mm-hmm. and they just kind of add it into uh add it into their margin so mm-hmm. you know Everything costs money. Right. <laughs> uh, we all get we all get our money from the same place. It starts at Wall Street. It trickles down to Main Street, and everything else in between is just margin. Yep. Right. Yep. So, what are some other programs that you've seen make a comeback? Uh, the two one buy down, which I'll talk about in my corner. I think that one's going to be a big one. That's at least advertising gives someone mm-hmm. something else in their tool belt. Yeah. Um, I've seen some arms make a comeback. Actually, uh, for it. You know, conforming arms aren't really there yet. They're mm-hmm. just not attractive to investors. Uh, there are a couple of big banks out there. I, I do know that U.S. Bank is doing a seven, a seven six, and a ten six arm mm-hmm. under. And actually, I think you can go up to a million uh, million loan amount. So for that, you know, under six forty seven two hundred loan amount, you can still get a pretty decently priced arm. Oh, interesting. Right for uh, you know for twenty percent down. Of course, I don't. I don't think we're going to ever see adjustable rate mortgages uh, with less than twenty percent down again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ever? No. In jumbo, in the jumbo world, is yeah. different. And now it's Katie's corner. Woohoo! Now I get to talk about the buy down. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today is just what we've been discussing in the last couple of weeks: how we've seen price reductions go across mm-hmm. the market. Um, and what some of the mortgage coach kind of community has been really advocating for and teaching is, um, you know, you can equip your realtors with a little more information on what a price reduction does to the mortgage payment versus what a, a full permanent buy down or a temporary buy down can do for it. So, um, with I listed off some pricing just to reference some numbers, but if it's a $700,000 current list price and you felt like to be competitive in the market, you had to drop it by $20,000, keeping a 20% down payment, the impact to the mortgage payment would only change by about $104, and that's based off a 5.5% interest rate. So pretty comparable in the market. If you just reduce the purchase price by that $20,000, that's how much it would impact it. But if you instead just offer a 6,000 seller credit on a 700 purchase price, that can allow you to buy down the interest rate to 5.125, and it actually saves you $130 a month. So a bigger savings. Um, so that's keeps buying the, the rate down. Yep, for, right. for the full 30 years. Gotcha. So 
What the advantage is, is for your seller, you get to net a lot more money from the sale. You don't have to do a price reduction that, you know, makes it look like something might be wrong with the home or people aren't interested. Just dangle that carrot. Just dangle a <laughs> carrot. And it, and it opens up the door for more buyers um, mm, because carrots. it's going to drop the monthly payment for them. You can't see my face right now, Joey, because we have the microphone set up differently today, <laughs> but my jaw is on the ground. <laughs> Amazing. Continue, please continue. Yeah, so I think (laughs) that's the permanent rate buy down, um, which is for the doom and gloomers that think that the interest rates are only going to continue to rise and that the best way is to get the lowest interest rate for the full 30 years. But for the believers like myself, as we head into a recession, that interest rates are likely to come back down. Um, I think... Says someone who's never lived in a high interest rate environment. That's not true. Continue. <laughs> I was I was about <laughs> in this ballpark when I started. So this is this is true. <laughs> this is true. Five five years ago this, five though. years ago we were we were pretty close to where we're at now. Yeah. yeah so um, the two one buy down is what I mentioned before. Um, but the big difference is that is that three two one buy downs have been common. Uh, mm-hmm. Two one buy downs, one and a half buy downs. So if you're not familiar with what it is, um, I'm not going to go into an entire teaching spiel here. So you can look it up in a different way. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, <laughs> for the brief version, it's going to buy your rate down by whatever the first number is for the first year and the second number for the second year. Um, and if there's a third number the third year, and then either year three or year four going forward, it's a fixed rate mortgage. So the rate, let's say, is set at that five and a half percent. If it's a two one buy down the first year, it's three and a half percent. Three point five percent. In the second year, it's four and a half percent. Four point five percent. Are you going to oh, quote dear. an APR with that too? Um, no. Because I didn't say a loan amount. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to throw one out there for the CFPB. Uh, yep. News is coming up that they're actually going to, you know, they're going to be kind of cracking down on some things yeah, uh, here yeah. pretty soon. So before, before we completely move on, though, the rate's reduced for the first two years, um, but the payment that you make to make that happen is all upfront. So you're going to pay all of that interest just in the beginning. So you can use the seller credit to buy that down. So the monthly payments are more affordable for the first two years. But the caveat to it is that if you refinance or sell the home in the first two, three years, whatever the buy down period is, that's still your money. It's what you've prepaid. And so it can go back Mm -hmm. to you as an escrow account. So that's an advantage if you are uncomfortable with the mortgage payments, um, but you can qualify for them. You can kind of set up with that with the hope or the intention that you will refinance to a lower rate in a lower rate environment. Can I tell you why I love the two one buy down? Yes. Okay. So I absolutely love the two one buy down, especially for first time home buyers. Mm Mm-hmm. And for people who maybe only plan on living in a place for two years, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you've spent it up front. You know what to expect. You live in the house for two out of the last five years. You avoid the capital gains. Assuming that we're in a stable or increasing market, you take those gains, you take them, you put it into your next house. Yep. So I've been an every two year guy. Yeah. And my two years is coming up in August. And my wife is <laughs> just like, shopping. no, we're not moving. <laughs> We've done three houses in six years. And I think this one's the, the five to 10 year plan. Yeah. But for those who are just getting in a two, one buy down, even a, a one and a half or, or one and a half buy down, uh, honestly, 
Yeah. Or if you know you're getting a raise in the next year or you know you get an end of the year bonus, that's going to feel more comfortable once you have it. You know, there's different times when that's going to come into play. Um, But it's our chance to be educators versus just loan officers. I love what you said about the the seller credit. I mean, I just huge. I would totally introduce you to my real estate agents and referral partners if I didn't think that they would totally fall for you. So I'm well, just going to steal that little that nugget tool. from you. You did. <laughs> yeah, you gave me that wonderful little nugget. It was great. <laughs> of course. So open houses are back, mm-hmm. which means your referral partners are hungry too. Has that appetite made its way to the sellers in this market? Mm, close, but I don't think we're quite there yet. You know, a buyer's market. I remember the days of touring open houses, awkwardly staring at the drywall or the carpeting. <laughs> Tripping up the stairs, that's fun too. I am that guy. I'm, In your socks. I am socially awkward. <laughs> I brought some flyers with me. Uh, feel free to recycle these after you're done not reading them. I'll leave my card. You can recycle that too, along with the other half dozen lenders that stop by with bagels and coffee and donuts and mimosas. Why didn't I think of the mimosas? This industry can be difficult for someone just starting out. When I began originating, I wasn't far removed from the safety of a monthly guarantee I had as a loan processor. Desperation and hunger introduced themselves into the room long before I could even say my name. Mm, I don't tour many open houses these days. My highest and best use is typically used for doing honeydews around the house and writing the intermittent pre-approval letter. If you're new to the game, chances are you're starving and you're learning how to feed yourself. The size of the pie is getting smaller, and like a pack of wolves, the mortgage industry does have a pecking order. Mm -hmm. If open houses are not turning into deals, don't stick with that horse for too long. There's always coffee, happy hours, volunteering, community events, festivals, and pay-to-play lead gen. Mm -hmm. Those that are truly hungry will find a way to feed themselves. There's a new generation of loan originators out there, and those that make it through the next couple years will be the next generation of top producers and industry leaders. And that's my opinion in the random room today. Our top branch manager in the Bellevue, Washington area, um, Stacy Chevalier, uh, she always goes back to saying, be a good person. Just be a good person. If you're mm-hmm. out there and you're volunteering and you're commu- you know, in the community mm-hmm. making connections, if you're a good person, it's going to lead you to more business than any donuts or coffee or mimosas. That's right. That's will. right. I, I found when I, when I finally got to that place where I stopped caring so much about that next deal. Just get me one deal. Like, man, how am I going to pay the rent or how am I going to pay my bills? How how am I going to feel better Mm -hmm. about me as an originator? As soon as that started going away and I did just like what she said, just be a good person. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite stories is I'm in the pet store. This is a few years ago. I'm walking down the aisle and I see this couple walking a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Mm-hmm. I I stop them and I say, oh, I've got two Rhodesians and you know, I pet the dog, get to know them and uh, come to find out they're from a different state and they're thinking of relocating to Central Oregon. We ended up building this relationship after having just a five minute conversation in the aisle. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you meet someone is an opportunity to let someone know what you do for work. Yeah. It might be that shameless self-promotion, but also it turns into deals and it turns into relationships. Absolutely. And when you can have that sort of authenticity, those people have trusted me now over the last four years to do two or three loans for them. That's so cool. And they never actually ended up relocating to Central Oregon. They, I think they bought uh, they bought in Washington or Idaho. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's just just by happenstance. I'm in the pet store. I'm looking for treats. And it turns into deals. Yeah. You know, just being that your authentic self mm-hmm. and not being so starving. Yeah. And it takes person-to-person connections that really drives the business further. I really do believe that. Sometimes when I feel stuck, I'll just go work at a coffee shop and I'll run into someone I haven't seen in a while. And they'll, you know, different things like that is where more business will come to me mm-hmm. <laughs> than if I'm sitting at home behind a computer, sending emails and making phone calls. Right. And... Are, do you think realtors are getting tired of the coffees? Yes. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, some of them maybe not really tired of the do. happy hours, but <laughs> but they've got to be getting tired of the coffees. Yep. You know, I know that my top referral partners have just been hit up left and right by every lender out there starving for yeah. a deal. Yeah. And you know what? Good for them. But I feel like my relationships are solid enough to where I don't have to bribe them with a coffee or a lunch or a mm-hmm. happy hour. I just do an honest hard work, you know, honest days hard work for them. I get their loans closed. That's the relationship we have. Be consistent. Be a good person. <laughs> that's right. And that's kind of what the CFPB, you know, when not not CFPB, but that's that's kind of the spirit of RESPA. Yeah. Right? Hey, you know, I could buy your loyalty with a cruller. Yeah. And who doesn't love a cruller or a cronut? A good cronut. Have you had a cronut? What is a, a I don't oh, know, but we keep talking Krullers? about. Yes, it's a, cru- a French cruller. Oh. I was I was thinking you were saying cooler. Funny. No, on our on our next <laughs> on our next show, I'm going to buy you some cronuts or coolers. Oh, okay. Yes, Since absolutely. We're not resp- in respect compliance. This will be great. That's right. I'm just going to buy keep you spoiling me with coffee and donuts, and maybe I'll send business to you. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <Just laughs> Said kidding. one lender to the other. Well, that's the random room. <laughs> if you've got borrower horror stories. Email them to the team at truthandlendingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read it over the airwaves. It's not really airwaves because everything's recorded these days. And now with the Truth and Lending Mortgage News. Inventory up 8.2% week over week according to Calculated Risk Blog. Uh, that's housing inventory, of course. Closed sales from April 20, uh, 2021 to April 2022 down, according to the National Association of Realtors report, 9.6% across wow. the nation year over year. Wow. That's not actually as big of a number as I thought it might be. I think that is the beginning. That's just the beginning. Yes. Because think about 9. how slow it feels right now. Right. And that's just from, historically, the... April. So I have I have uh, highlighted the top ten year over year drops from April last year to April this year, and some of these are a little concerning and a little bit surprising. San Diego is down twenty one point four percent year over year. Lenders in San Diego, how you doing? How you doing? (laughs) Hmm. the state of New Hampshire is down 20.8%. Who would have thought our friends in the in the New England area of New Hampshire down 20, almost 21%. Uh, Miami, Memphis, Maryland, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, Boston, Atlanta, and Albuquerque wrap, uh, wrap up the top 10. Um, you know, there's a list here that uh, Calculated Risk Blog did of the basically the top 30, top 40 most populous cities. And they had an average of nine and a half percent, which goes right in line with what the National Association of Realtors said mm-hmm. for nationwide down nine point six percent. So mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see next month what May I do. looks like. I really think because in April we felt like it was slow, but it wasn't. 
nearly where it is right. versus this month. And, and everything takes 30 to 45 days. Yeah. Right. Which is also ironic because rates were trending up so much. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of started to see the stabilization since April 11th. Hey, we'll get there. Don't get ahead of yourself. The European <laughs> European Central Bank's uh, negative 0.5 rate is all but guaranteed to go up in July and, Sept- uh, and September, according to ECB Prez Christina Lagarde. Negative rates. How do I get those? <laughs> the European Union is still in negative rate territory. Shows you how often I keep up. Clearly, I don't. Uh, average rate as we record the show uh, right now, it's really tough to tell because the market is like a beautiful, beautiful Kentucky waterfall. Uh, <laughs> the 10-year right now is hovering around two and three quarters. And mortgage-backed securities are up 50 basis points already That's today. So crazy. Must have broke through the... 25-day moving average. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there that the average 30-year fixed is right around five and a quarter. Uh, conventional, uh, pretty close to 5%, 4.875 for FHA, and Jumbo has not moved a wink. Still holding strong at an average rate of 4.75. This all on MortgageNewsDaily.com. Um, also, if you're not reading the Rob Chrisman commentary, you need to check it out. Go to robchrisman.com. And in fact, we're going to let him do the heavy lifting this week and talk to you about all the updates from Fannie and Freddie. He did a really good job of breaking these down and talking about all of the changes. And we're going to see some. We're going to talk about those on our next show in two weeks. Uh, you know, this show has been short and sweet and hard to beat. And I look forward to having a nice, long McMorial Day weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Oh, no. McMorial. <laughs> sounds like we're going to McDonald's, Joe. I got to, you know, I got to talk to them about that. I think that's a fantastic McMorial market. Day deal. <laughs> Come get your McMorial oh Day deal. Gosh. Oh, man. Any ears from our last show? None that I want to talk about. No. None that you want to talk about. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think I noted any either. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Thanks for listening to Truth and Lending. We are off again next Memorial Day week. Uh, Be back the first full week of June. (laughs) That's all from us, Potato Heads. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining the podcast. This is Truth in Lending. In two weeks, I'm bringing crullers and cronuts. Yes. And maybe some cow's milk (laughs) from a cow.